Hello, everyone. You're listening to the DSG Connect podcast. As one of the world's leading dental laboratory networks, we value connection. And in alignment with that value, the DSG Connect podcast is here to serve you. Our goal is to elevate voices in dentistry. You know the ones, world changers, innovators, disruptors, true leaders, the people making a difference and bringing world-class solutions to our industry and communities. Our guests will educate, inspire, and share what is working, how to pivot when things go sideways, and everything in between. Wherever you find yourself listening, thank you. Dr. Bob Finkel has been practicing general dentistry in the Atlanta area for 42 years with a focus on quality patient-oriented dentistry, dental sleep medicine, and TMJ therapy. He has a master in the AGD, a fellow in the International College of Cranial Mandibular Orthopedics, and is board certified by both the American Board of Dental Sleep Medicine and the American Sleep and Breathing Academy. Dr. Finkel is happy to share what he has learned from others in hopes of elevating dental health care for all patients. He finds great joy in providing his patients relief of pain, better sleep, and brighter smiles. Let's listen in as Dr. Finkel shares his passion for dental sleep solutions. Hello, Dr. Finkel. Thanks for joining us on DSG Connect today. You are very welcome. It's a pleasure and an honor. You have done so much with sleep. What started you on this journey to sleep solutions? Well, I'll tell you that the first time I heard of dental sleep medicine was about 40 years ago. Dr. Michael Alvarez gave a lecture in Atlanta to, I think there were three or four of us in the room on use of a tongue retaining device to keep the tongue from falling back and blocking the airway when someone was trying to sleep. It just thrilled me that there was something we could do to help people sleep better. For a number of years, I did dental sleep medicine at a very low level after that, but it was always a passion for me. And the most difficult part was incorporating that into a, into a general practice and not knowing how. That moment with Dr. Michael Alvarez was what inflamed my passion for making this difference in people's lives. I think we need to throw out a thank you to Dr. Rob Rogers, who was the original president of the Sleep Disorders Dental Society, which then became the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. That man alone has done more to keep dental sleep medicine alive and beneficial to millions in the world than probably any other person on the planet. Uh, my personal mentors, Dr. Jonathan Parker, Dr. Ron Train, and Dr. Jameson Spencer are the three that help keep my passion alive and me moving forward over the years. So it started with Dr. Michael Alvarez. It continued through the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine, midwifed and fathered along by Rob Rogers, and then my three mentors and all the training I've done through the uh, American Academy. That's wonderful. It seems like in the conversations that I've had surrounding sleep, that once someone gets bitten by the sleep bug, that they are just off and running and they see how much they can help their patients. I will say to you that, and I try honestly not to tear up, the ability to help someone this way, honestly, something that brings tears to my eyes. Uh, when I lecture on it, it's hard not to tear up. When you can watch a video that I'd urge everyone to watch called Finding Connor Deegan, Finding Connor Deegan, D-E-E-G-A-N, video made by his mother regarding a young man 
who was mislabeled as troublesome, ADD. They wanted to put him on psych meds, everything else. When they found that his problems were airway, not breathing and sleep deprivation because of that, his life turned around. When I present that at my seminars, my wife makes me turn off the mic and leave the room. I start tearing up. This is the difference we can make in people's lives. I think when you go into dental sleep medicine, you need to know your why. I forget who wrote the book on what is your why. If you go into dental sleep medicine for money, you will lose. If you, you just, it's not the most profitable aspect of medicine and dental medicine. If you go into it to make a difference in people's lives, you will win. When you ask me what the first qualification, the primary qualification for a dentist going into this would be, I'd say it's passion. It's knowing your why, whether it's an individual in your family, an individual you've known who died because they weren't treated or the knowledge of the difference you can make in other people's lives. It's the same difference you can make in people's lives. They're in pain. You do a root canal, they're out of pain. They're in pain because of a TMD problem. You treat them. And for the first time in 10 years, they're out of pain. Similarly, when someone has not been sleeping for 20 years and you can help them get a good night's sleep, you know, you've made a contribution to the world and that to that person's life. That's what should keep a sleep dentist going. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I first got acquainted with you on one of our internal trainings for dental services group, which is called Dental Industry Insights, where we bring in professionals to really share insights from them on how to make our industry better. And I also got a sneak peek at your book and just the passion that you're displaying today. I was able to really feel that it's a really big deal. We're all kind of looking for our purpose and what, and the why, why are we doing what we're doing? Why do we get up every day and, and make those changes? So thank you for sharing all that. I really appreciate it. You know, there's doctors that are listening in and they're thinking, you know, how do I get started? That sounds amazing. I want to be passionate like that. What would you say are, are the fundamental ingredients for a, a successful oral appliance therapy? Like where do they get started? I'd say the start is a dentist that's passionate. Dental sleep medicine is not about a weekend course or two weekend courses or three weekend courses. It is an investment in time. It is not one or two plaques up on the wall. If you're going to be involved in dental sleep medicine, you need to have some easy cases that you start. You need some failures because you don't learn from your successful cases. You learn from your failures. You learn on cases where you often lose money. You may have to modify an an appliance. You may have to make a different appliance and you eat that cost. You may have to spend more time. You may have to work with a sleep physician. On any of the cases I do, I have two checklists. I have many checklists, but I have two checklists. One, which is everything I recommend to the patient they do that may be sleep appliance with morning repositioning, and morning repositioning exercises. It may be changing the sleep position because that's incredibly important for many people. It may be doing what's necessary to ensure a patent nasal airway so the patient can breathe through the nose. Nasal breathing is incredibly important for sleep. It may be weight loss. It may be lip taping so that now that somebody that is 
able to breathe through the nose is encouraged to breathe through the nose. Where you start is the dentist has to have the passion. The appliance may not do it all. It may be a four or five legged stool. Putting on only one of those legs, you will fail, but you need to incorporate all those other factors. So I'd say it starts with passion and the passion to get the experience, the training, the failures from which you learn, mentors to ask, and a support group to go to and say, this doesn't work. I think every single member of the dental profession that treats dental sleep should be a member of the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. They should be working from the get-go to become board certified and be a diplomate of the American Board of Dental Sleep Medicine. A group like Jameson Spencer's mentoring group to foster ongoing discussion are important. If you have these in place, I think that's your foundation. So that's a long-winded answer to where do you start. I think you start with that. Then I think your next mental step is partnership with the MD. We are not here to bypass our physicians. We are here to be helpmates and partners for our physicians and our sleep physicians. It is not my position, and this is backed up by boards across the country and the official position papers of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. It is not the dentist's prerogative to diagnose obstructive sleep apnea or upper airway resistance syndrome. It's not the dentist physician to rule them out. It is the position of the dentist to refer to the physician who makes that diagnosis and then be there to support the physician as a provider of oral appliance therapy if the physician decides the patient is best served by that. There, again, it's commitment and interest in working with the physician. I think the next steps are screening your own patients and referring them to a physician who's open and ongoing referrals with anyone you know that may have a sleep disorder, breathing problem to that physician, and then taking referrals from those physicians with whom you've created partnerships. If you have a doctor who sees a patient and they're kind of complaining about not being able to sleep, maybe they're not even doing that. What are some of, of the things that can help a doctor identify that a patient is struggling with sleep apnea and, and help them? Uh, the first thing I think you sit down, you say to the patient, do you sleep through the night? If someone's not sleeping through the night, why are they awakening? If they're awakening because they're, they've got a two-month-old who's crying, probably not our area. If someone says, I have to wait multiple times through the night to go, uh, go to the bathroom, realize that if you don't achieve deep sleep, you are not producing antidiuretic hormone. And you may have to pee frequently during the night. That's a sign that someone's waking up with sleep apnea problems. If someone, especially women, wake through the night, they and, and you say, well, tell me how you feel when you wake. Well, I'm agitated. I'm My heart's pounding. That's often a sign of upper airway resistance syndrome that doesn't register well on home sleep tests, but is very common for many women. That's a sign there's likely an issue. And you will find many healthy young women who are slender, runners, very energetic in their physique, but they have, they have a highly reactive airway. So if you're getting that type of person waking frequently, that is a sleep referral. Also want to follow up with 
Epworth, with the Epworth sleepiness scale. And that's very easy to download from anything on the web. And the, um, the stop bang questionnaire, which again is downloadable. So between your personal interview, you're asking them, do you wake rested? One more point I'd throw out is that if they wake up with sore jaws and sore teeth, and there's a lot of tooth wear, then there's a good chance that that is because they are clenching and grinding at night as a result of these brain arousals caused by the apneic periods. So all of those provide a picture that say to me, this person should see a sleep physician for a consultation and a workup. Well, that brings me to my next question. In your community, partnership is huge for you, partnering with physicians, partnering with other medical professionals to get your patients the best results. How have you built that? What would you suggest to other doctors to build that? First of all, I'd say don't expect it to happen instantly. One of my mentors wrote an article years ago that said he referred to a physician, certain physicians for two years before he got a referral back. So my approach has been find the physicians in town that are the cardiologists the sleep physicians, and other holistic physicians. Send them some of the baseline articles the, that the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine can point out and provide to you. Or if you take a good course, they'll provide to you on the effectiveness of oral sleep appliances. Send these to the physician. Do that every couple of months. We also, I wrote a book incorporating um, dental sleep medicine. We sent them books. We have done lunch and learns with some of the more open physician groups. You don't get much of physician time, but at least they see that you're there enough and you'll have time to talk to their staff. I have taken some models. I've glued them together of oral sleep appliances, put our name on it with a little brass tag and sent them to about a dozen of the physician offices around. We will send them cookies, bagels, pastries with articles and an introductory letter that hopefully make it to their snack room. Just keep our name out in front. Physicians are generally busier than we are at dentists. as dentists. They are expected to spend six minutes with, or they're reimbursed for spending six minutes with each patient. They don't have time for long-winded anything from us. They appreciate very brief communication. They appreciate uh, faxed communications and they appreciate letters that we've seen the patient or we're referring the patient. Then we've seen the patient you've referred. We're starting treatment, something mid-treatment, and then something when done. Physicians, we don't know this as dentists. Physicians operate by fax and they want short, brief letters just showing that you're on top of what's happening with the patient and that you consider the physician enough to keep in the loop. And then we also, when we send those letters to the sleep physician for that patient, we also send copies to the regular physician and their general dentist. So the general dentist sees us as a partner, not someone trying to steal a patient. And we always get that patient back to the general dentist. It's so good. Partnership is huge. It really is. And, and who benefits the most? The patient. Well done. Community through dental associations. You've talked about that uh, a lot in the beginning and throughout 
our conversation of how to stay connected. I'm wondering, you know, if you can share any other resources that have helped you implement those sleep solutions in your practice. General dentist starting out, I would say any dentist treating sleep should instantly join the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. They should start documenting every case in the way that they can use them for the boards. I made the mistake and that I was treating patients for a long time, and I never documented my cases in the way that need to be presentable as board cases. Every single case you start, I would write it up as a board case, learn how to do soap notes the way physicians and the boards expect to see. And any dentist should by now be familiar with soap notes where it's laid out as subjective, objective assessment and plan, which are our what are they coming in for? What do we find? What's our diagnosis? And what do we plan to do? Just laid out in SOAP format. That's what physician boards, insurance companies expect to see. So start with that. Then I would find good mentors and I would take some of the training programs through the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. When you hear a dental speaker on dental sleep medicine, I would look for someone like Jonathan Parker, who is not selling recommendations for one specific company or one specific lab. He's saying, hey, you've got different patients, you've got different appliances. How do you pick which appliance to give? Use a lab that can provide multiple appliances so you have your choice and you get to work with one group like your lab that says, hey, we can provide these four, five, seven different appliances what are your preferences in each? And you know you've got one person or a couple of people looking over your cases each time. I would then basically look at something truthfully like Jameson Spencer's group that we've got a good online community and a lot of sharing ideas. And when you have a case that just isn't working out or an unusual side effect, you've got 700 people going to say, hey, look at this, try this, do this. So that's where I would start. I would say your training, membership in the AADSM, non-biased mentors, and working towards board certification. So good. Anything that we haven't talked about that you would like to share? Yes. I am moving in the direction of making dental sleep medicine and TMJ therapy as the main focus of my practice. When you hear about this and you realize it's your passion, everything else becomes easier. If you're only doing it because you think it's going to increase your production, don't do it. It's just going to get frustrating and you won't love it. When it's your passion, you, you do what it takes to make it work. You take care of patients and they appreciate it. Very good. Where can our listeners connect with you? Get on our website, bobfinkelsmiles.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time, your passion. Truly a joy to speak with you today. It was an honor. It was a pleasure. And uh, I thank you. Thank you for listening. We invite you to subscribe to DSG Connect on iTunes or Spotify. Take a minute to refer a friend or colleague and help us spotlight this podcast by leaving us a review. In between episodes, stay connected with us. Have a topic in mind? Send your suggestions to podcast at dentalservices.net. Also, did you know we have webinars? Check them out at dentalservices.net slash edu. We believe we're stronger together. Until next time, enjoy your day.